Hello, hello, and welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Rope It Ope, I get to interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent and motivation around their new release. I found that given the opportunity, in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about musicianship, life, and the challenges of being a professional musician. Today's episode features Robbie Botos, who has an interesting story that he graciously shares with us. Born in Hungary of Romani descent, Robbie emigrated to Canada with his wife and child and soon found himself learning from one of his idols, the great Oscar Peterson. Robbie carries his history proudly, without illusion, and he carries the mandate of Mr. Peterson's support with him as he explores his own sound. His new album, Old Soul, features Larnell Lewis, Mike Downs, and Seamus Blake, with special guests Corey Henry, Ingrid Jensen, and Lionel Luique. Let's have a listen. Here we are, 21 Soul, the station tapes, and I'd like to welcome, calling from Canada, Robbie Botos. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. It's another another lovely day in the music business. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're both tired, I'm sure. <laughs> thank you. We are. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, boy, I have I have so much that I want to know. I guess I'd like to start because it's always interesting to us uh, all the different places and cultures in the world uh, that people come from and yet share a love of jazz. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, your birthplace and, 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 you know, growing up in Hungary? Yeah, sure. I, I born in a smaller city, uh, Nirechaza is the name of it, and I won't even spell that. <laughs> okay. uh, and when I was about uh, three and a half or four years old, we moved to Budapest, Hungary. So that's where I grew up. In a very musical environment, uh, my my father is a musician, and my two brothers. Uh, my father plays drums, and uh, my older brother plays drums. My middle brother plays bass, and pretty much everybody in the family, as long as we can look back, everybody played music. So very musical family, and um, I started picking up everything by ear. Used to jam a lot at home. We had a lot of instruments. And uh, I'm also coming from Romani, also known as Gypsy uh, background, although we prefer uh, the term Roma, it just means a human being uh, or a man, because uh, Gypsy became very stereotypical over the years. And so I got to listen to a lot of that music as well, and, and also Hungarian music and folk music from there. And my dad, was into all kinds of music as well. So even though it was a communist uh, country at the time, so jazz wasn't very promoted or allowed, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, but when my dad used to go on, on cruise ships and play all over the place. So he used to, uh, you know, when if they would uh, uh, be in New York, for example, he would go to a record store and just, just bring home stuff. And he got albums like uh, Oscar Peterson, uh, Horace Silver, uh, all kinds of great, great music. And between the two brothers, one of them, the bass player was into uh, Jacko and that Weather Report and Fusion and Funk and R&B. Uh, older brother? And 
and my and my other brother was totally like just listening to Miles and Wayne Shorter and 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 Bebop, and they used to argue about this, you know, <laughs> what's real, what 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 is real jazz and all that stuff. But it was very beneficial for me because I got to listen to both sides, you know. Are you are you so the other brother? Yes, I'm the youngest. Yeah, out of the three brothers, and and so yeah, I, I I was influenced by just so much music at the at the like growing up, you know. Also, a lot of people would come over and and play like just friends of the family and uh, relatives. So, I, I'm just so fascinated by this. I I want to I want to I, I want to talk about the history of the Roma, but but mm-hmm. first I want to paint a picture. You know what what. For somebody uh, from uh, New Jersey, <laughs> um, what what is life on the streets in the in Budapest uh, at the time you're growing up? Can you paint a, a picture of that? I mean, well, you know, I mean, I used to hang out with a lot of musicians' kids, so for us and a lot of the Roma kids, so it's it's a definitely a minority, and unfortunately, still there's just a lot of persecution and racism going on like all over the place but eastern europe's been always a very tough place so you know some of the stuff you didn't even recognize back then like you know sitting in the back of the class and 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 being treated differently you know uh a lot of a lot of that stuff going on i think music pretty much uh healed a lot of that stuff and at least covered a lot of it up because I was so into music and and playing and and when when I when I got a piano I was 7 so I remember just you know falling in love with the instrument even though I started on drums that was my first uh and I still love it I still play drums but piano gave me the chance of like really sitting down and and putting my feelings into whatever I was playing so I think a lot of lot of the stuff uh, you know you go through in life you can put it in your playing, even even though you might not be able to to put it in words. Mm-hmm. And you know, growing up in a place, I mean, that's a huge part. That huge part of the reason why I left. Uh, one of the main reasons was what, when when I had kids and and I I got married and you know my kids were little. I remember all these like um, you know right wing and, and neo Nazi movement was going on and. You know, communism was uh, gone on paper, so uh, you know, freedom of speech was a thing, and 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 that turned into a huge uh, uh, racist uh, thing. And 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 I remember going through squares and parks, and I had to take a, a, a longer route with my my daughter because you know it's it's safer that way because they were, they were basically preaching. Uh, you know, the the the, the same old thing of uh, mm-hmm. Jews and gypsies. Jews and gypsies get out. You know, you're stealing our money. You're you're yeah. taking our jobs. You know, whatever it is. And and so that that was a huge part of why I left actually. And and uh, I also wanted to be in a place where, like, basically my kids can grow up and we can all be who we are. And and Canada seemed like a a place where I wanted to raise my kids. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I mean, between music and 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 experiences like that, that's pretty much what what it was. I moved at a very early age. I was twenty when I left. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, 
I didn't, you know, spend too much time, but uh, I I kind of knew all the way that I I don't want to get old in Hungary, you know, like I yeah. I I felt like I wanted to be in a place where people are more open and and accepting and 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 cool. <laughs> well, for, fortunately, you chose Canada. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect for uh, my country at this moment, but uh, I'll say at present, it seems it seems to be the better choice. Um, I do, yeah, I do want to remind people who are listening to this to 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 if if you're not if, if you're not familiar with the history of the Romani in, in relation to the Holocaust, as you know, as well as persecution in in Eastern uh, uh, countries. Uh, that's something to look up. I, a lot yeah. of times in American history, U.S. history at least, we talk about uh, uh, the persecution of Jews, and for some reason we completely ignore the persecution of, of the Roma, which which is persistent. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I sense, though, that, that, that you, you identify yourself in that way so that you, you have a cultural sense of pride around it, though. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a very interesting thing because we grew up uh, knowing that some of our relatives were taken, and the whole Holocaust and everything about that, but it wasn't told for so many years, and it's still not really uh, promoted. And I, I should mention that a few years back, I actually scored the music and co-produced this documentary, which was. I used to do piano lessons with a with a friend of mine whose parents are Holocaust survivors, and he decided to to uh, produce a movie uh, and and tell the story. And this documentary is called "A People Uncounted," and we managed to interview survivors who are not even alive right now. So we we cut cut that on time because no one else did it and we felt like we wanted to do that so you know things are slowly changing and more people are aware but but it's it's like the, the roma romani people were the only other race uh with the jews who were killed because of their race like yeah. that was a priority uh you know on uh, the evil list you know to uh to 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 get rid of to get rid of us and if you look at the damage uh, within the Jewish community, I believe it's uh, less than 50%, which is crazy, uh, who were who were killed. Uh, but uh, if you look at the population of the time of, of Roma people, it's over 90% who were vanished. So you know, if you look at the damage, if you look at the damage, it's uh, it's it's very unfortunate that we still have to remind people about about these people. You know, like it's it's a very it should be very uh, important part of the education system as well. So I agree. Thanks. I, I want, yeah. Sorry, and but I wonder I wonder about the about the musical connection. So with with these kinds this kind of persecution and and and. You know, the Holocaust is just the culmination. Uh, well, I wish it were just the culmination, but it, it's, it was mm -hmm. at the time of persistent hundreds, if not thousands of years, or, uh, you know, a thousand years of, of people being forced to, to migrate because of these kinds of, this kind of racism. Isn't, the, isn't there a trail from, from Roma to, uh, to Spain, to Flamenco? Uh, yes. And then, and then yes. 
doesn't flamenco then get picked up by a combination of Roma and, and African and in Cuba? Is there yes. So we have this interesting circle, don't we? Yes, and it's very interesting that you pointed that out because even, you know, slavery was happening. A lot of the the Roma would be taken to different places to, for forced work. And uh, like flamenco, people are basically the, the creators of flamenco. I mean, it has, you know, many influences for sure, but it's known as gypsy music from Spain. Yes. And a lot of the same thing happened wherever you know, gypsies would go around and pick up the local music and make it into their own thing. And yeah, I mean, I mean, that's one thing I'm, I'm very, very proud of, uh, regardless of how and why it had to be like that, you know, but musically it's, it's a very rich culture. And like, even if you just look at one country like Spain or you look at Hungary, you look at other places like France, they have the, the whole, like the whole Django Reinhardt kind of gypsy mm-hmm. jazz mm-hmm. Uh, music. So, so you know, uh, it, it, this actually helped me greatly with, you know, when I got to that stage when, when it's time to kind of find your own voice. And I'm still working on that for sure. But mm-hmm. I remember playing with some of my heroes. Uh, and, you know, for example, I played some gigs with Dave Young on bass who played for like 30 years with Oscar Peterson. And I remember, you know, automatically hearing that sound on the bass and, and played with him. And I, I kind of did, you know, the the studies, the Oscar studies on the piano, you know, because like you, you, I was inspired and I'm still inspired by Oscar so much. But but he told me, you know, this was great, Robbie. I want to hear some of you, though. <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, That's I, realized, yeah. I, I realized that it's all fine to master you know, the greats and, 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 and learn learn what your heroes did until you actually end up playing with the people they played with. Then it can feel really stupid if you if you sound like them. So and you can't first of all really sound like anybody. So uh, I, I started to look into my own music in Canada allowed me to do that because people are very uh, interested in, in, in those musical elements. And 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 so that's actually a huge part of my music as well. You know, all this all these experiences. I was unfamiliar. I was unaware that Oscar Peterson was uh, was was raised in Canada uh, before yeah. the interview. And uh, that's that's another thing a lot of people actually don't don't really know. I mean, there's no question about uh, the history of jazz in the United States and and most Canadians you look at not not only in jazz but acting and you know pop music I mean you look at you look at Drake and Justin Bieber and 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 others you know they all grew up here mm-hmm. just you know block blocks away from from where I live or whatever but uh-huh. um it, it, there is a definitely a, a, a such a such a history of jazz in in the U.S. that these people needed to be known in the U.S. as well, mm-hmm. and and but Oscar actually never never really fully moved. He was on the road, but he always like he lived in Montreal as a kid, and then he moved back to Mississauga just outside of Toronto, mm-hmm. and and that's where that would be his home. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing. Well, um, so so that brings us to you know 
to to your you finding your voice and and and, <laughs> and this record. Um, so uh, November 9th, uh, Old Soul, and I don't think we need to explain uh, what that means. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, you know, I, I hear some different influences, but I distinctly hear you playing. So, you know, when, when, what was your process first and, and your intent when you set to make this record? Well, Old Soul was done pretty quickly because uh, like actually did a did a, a, a gig with the core rhythm section like and, and Seamus so Seamus Blake Larnell Lewis and Mike Downs we were in Montreal playing and before we traveled there I got reminded that I, I, I won an award there at the Montreal Jazz Festival they have this grand prize for for an artist and, and they gave it to me the year before which included some studio time Ah. So so we basically we were there like going there and very you know maybe weeks before I decided that I should you know take advantage of the studio time I got reminded by Scott Morin to uh, uh who, who worked for E440 and and we were working close uh, closer than now at the time he was still in Toronto and he he said, you know, you know, we, we could do the, we could do our new recording. And, you know, I already had music written and, and kind of uh, worked on ideas, but it did come together really quick. And I reached out to some of the special guests on the album who I picked uh, and, and, and Lionel Weke, uh was in Montreal, which was very, uh, fortunate for me, I looked up some of my friends who are playing in the area, and 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 it worked out perfectly because you know they they were they guested on on the record like Corey Henry and Ingrid Jensen mm-hmm. uh, as well, and it was just just great. I mean, we we did the record from about noon till 8 p.m. or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't um, a long time. Wow, but. It, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, thankfully, me, uh, Larnell, and Mike we play a lot together as a trio, so it, it went pretty smooth. You know, and 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 I wanted to, you know, kind of make a statement about all these different influences I have. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get out of that, you know, straight ahead jazz box, or you know, if, if if people hear you do like a tribute to Oscar Peterson, who I greatly admire, and I, I I'm very glad that I got a chance to meet him and open for him, and he he supported me, but he always would encourage me to do my own thing, and and sometimes it it feels like you have to be really brave because it's so far away from uh, stuff you would be listening to from. Oscar or Kenny Barron or Chick Corea or Herbie Hancock, but that's a huge part of why they became who they are or they were because they they've found something they can add to the pile, you know. So, mm-hmm. as I said, thankfully I have very rich musical culture and I'm still researching a lot of things. And and I just wanted to, you know, I, I kind of went for it, even though I thought this is interesting because one track sounds like a classical piece and the other track sounds like a, a, a more funkier piece. And, you know, but that's really who I am, you know. So I, 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 I always try to 
you know, mix things together in a way where I, where I feel, feel that it's well balanced. Yeah, I, th- I think these are great times because, you know, I mean, not that one's better than the other, but, you know, the, the contrast before is that, you know, people talk about concept albums or whatever, but, um, you know, people are not uh, one-sided, right? And people have diversity. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say you can sometimes express yourself more fully when, when you're not uh, restricted by a particular style all the way through an album. You can... Exactly. And, and, you know, like I, it's, it's a little tricky because even as a kid, I would be blasting Stevie Wonder and Shaka Khan and, and, you know, Boss Powell at the same time. Uh So I was just in love with all kinds of music and I love Baroque music. I love Bach. And it's, I I think for me and for a lot of artists, I, I know it's sometimes it's impossible to, to really just pick one thing and do it. Sometimes you do it, you know, it could be like a concept or a special concert or something. And and there's a there's also a history. So like I do believe that you should get your, you know, like you have to research uh, rec time and like I'm talking piano, you have to research rec time and stride and bebop and, and, and you can only get to your heroes like Herbie and Chick who, put a total twist on that whole thing and, and, and changed the, you know, music history with it, mm-hmm. but you can't ignore what they went through. And, and, you know, like for some of my favorite musicians were like George Duke, who, who would be playing pop and who would be playing straight ahead. But then, you know, he'll, he'll get, he'll take his guitar and play a funky solo. You know, so it's, uh, I, I just love, good taste for music and and i always try to you know incorporate that to uh into a recording so there's one track on here uh a prince cover yeah uh, i'm sorry there's one track on the album uh yeah from prince uh yes and i see Corey henry as the guest yes i i want to i want to know what the electricity is like um when you and Corey henry both sat down uh, in front of the keys yeah well it 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 kind of it worked really really natural even though we were a little bit pushed because i remember uh Corey, uh was also traveling and and he he decided to to do it and so he came by and we had very limited time and uh we were basically just going through the tune like talking it down and you know gonna do the sprints tune i i felt like by the time it comes out it it, it will be right timing because i'm not a huge fan of somebody like that passing away and then the first thing you do is trying to record a tribute like right away you know sure. like i yeah. i knew that if we do it i want to do it because he was on my like like the whole prince thing was on my heart at the time but i didn't i didn't want to put it out right away so i knew that it would be a while and um so you know we it was pretty it had this jammy feel that that we're just making music together and this that was actually the first time we really played together i mean we would be maybe at the nam show and we we jam a little bit and play on two pianos or whatever but this was the first time in a band format and of course we know of each other i mean i've been following uh, um, uh okay cool so that wasn't the first. 
Yeah. No, it wasn't the first time we've met, but we we never really got a chance to really hang out. Like we would see each other, talk for a little bit, maybe play a little bit. He used to come with Snarky to Toronto and they, we would share the stage. Uh, you know, I would be playing with, with maybe Larnell and, and Rich Brown from here. And, and um, you know, they, they played on the same stage and then we end up jamming and, you know, so we kind of, we were kind of looking out, you know, but, but uh, this gave us a chance to collaborate, and I, I really hope to do more. I mean, I, I, I really love. I mean, my favorite Corey Henry playing is, 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 is his organ playing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm so glad that you know we, we had a chance to have him on organ, and he sounded great. I, I, I had the pleasure of watching uh, Snarky Puppy uh, in this, not in the studio, in a, in a, in a church or converted mm-hmm. church was a studio i suppose um and it was funny to watch the interaction uh with mike michael lee composition and then uh maybe a, maybe a uh a sput c right comment uh, mm-hmm. and, and then maybe a sean martin comment and they would kind of go back and forth and talk about it across the room a little bit and then mm-hmm. uh then Corey would just play something and all oh, cool. all four of them all three of them would just go yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so it was really <laughs> to me that uh, he he didn't use words. He just listened, and then he just said, yeah, "How about this?" You know, uh, by by playing. Yeah. Happy, happy, always to hear uh, Corey. Um, yeah. So old soul uh, due out on November 9th, twenty eighteen, uh, worldwide. And I, I just want to ask you one last question. Um, you know, is there anything that other than the music itself that you want to say to people who are going to experience this album? Well, I'm just very, very happy that uh, the, this music will reach more people, and that's always the goal. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing music and and hoping that it'll it'll do good for people, for their minds, and for their you know listening pleasure. And uh, I do believe in creating good energy and good good things with music. So I'm just very happy and. Uh, I hope that people will like the uh, mixture of different influences and, and, and it'll, it'll make them happy. Beautiful. Beautiful. Robbie Botos, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in to The Station Tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21 Soul. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and wherever else pods are cast. Our video interview series is available on YouTube at Ropadope99. And you can find out more about the artists we speak with at Ropadope.com. Our show is produced by Nick Perry. Our theme song is from Red Hook Soul by saxophonist Michael Blake. You can find more of that at michaelblake.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming service. And finally, thanks to all of you who keep the flame burning for independent quality music. To the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and to those of you who are taking the time to listen, we hope you enjoy the show.